Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News. This is uh, Mike T. Fake News is a podcast exposing and analyzing disinformation out there. I am your Ivy League conservative, former Democrat who has come to his senses, coming to you today from the great Midwest, Ohio, to be more specific. And today we thought we'd try some new music on you. That's Bonnie Raitt. Since December of 2021, I have published over 15 podcasts and have come to realize that you, the listener, do not know much about me other than a little information about my education and former political affiliation. So today I will take just a few minutes to tell you more about me in the hope you will better understand why I am who I am and why I'm doing this podcast. My real name is Mike Telep, T-E-L-E-P. It's a Hungarian name. I was born 68 years ago in Cleveland, Ohio, and that makes me a senior citizen and a baby boomer who likes rock and roll and smooth jazz. With the exception of spending six years in New York City and two years on Long Island, New York, a total of eight years in New York, I have spent my entire life residing in and around the Cleveland area. Like many Northeast Ohioans, every winter I ask myself why, why do I continue to hang out in Cleveland during the winter months? The answer is, I just can't afford to retire and buy a snowbird nest in southwest Florida. In addition, I drive a 2008 Mercury, and I am not sure that it can get me to and from the Sunshine State without breaking down on I-75. Let me give you some family background. My grandparents were legal European immigrants from Czechoslovakia, as it was known then, and Poland. I often say that my maternal grandfather, who could not speak English, he had the privilege of acquiring black lung in the coal mines of Pennsylvania. He later came to Cleveland to work in the steel mills, where immigrants often worked in the dirtiest and dangerous jobs. My father went as far as the 10th grade in high school before he enlisted to serve in the Army in World War II. When he returned from combat, a subject he refused to talk about, he made a living as a bricklayer, and he built a modest three-bedroom ranch house in a suburb of Cleveland. My parents were married in 1950, two years after my mother graduated from high school, and together they raised six children. We were raised Catholic, and so I attended Catholic schools. For those of you who care about educational degrees, I have a BA in Urban Studies from Columbia College and an MBA in Marketing from Columbia Business School and a law degree from Cleveland Marshall College of Law. I served as an assistant county prosecutor, a juvenile court magistrate, a court administrator, and currently work as appointed counsel for children and parents who find themselves 
entangled in the juvenile court. I also serve as a guardian ad litem for abused, neglected, and dependent children. I've been married to the same remarkable woman for 33 years, so she should get some kind of an award for that, I guess. She's an artist who shares the same passion for the underdog who fights bullies, injustice, and hypocrisy. I'm blessed to be a father of two grown children who are amazing, talented, and terrific individuals, even if they share so-called progressive beliefs. I'm the owner of an old old farmhouse in the suburbs south of Cleveland. My house features a First Amendment lawn, meaning I freely express my freedom of speech. Are you still there? I was a lifelong Democrat and community activist in my younger days. At age 32, I ran for Cleveland City Council and lost a very close race. You could even say that I was a community activist from Columbia University, like a certain former president. Although, unlike the former president, I can produce a transcript showing my courses and grades. Well, I left the Democratic Party in 2006 when I personally encountered corruption following an attempt to seek countywide judicial office. I am currently registered as a Republican who wishes that more Republicans would act like conservatives instead of non-Democrats like Liz Cheney and Mitch McConnell. So why start a podcast called Not Fake News? Well, as a non-journalist news junkie, first and foremost, I observed that most reporting is unapologetically partisan. Attempts at providing alternate viewpoints is nominal at best. More than that, the reporting is often inaccurate. While several media outlets and newspapers warn against misinformation and disinformation, they themselves are guilty of spreading the same. Yes, I said newspapers. I am a dinosaur that still reads some newspapers, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and through the Cleveland Plain Dealer, I get enough Washington Post that I can handle. On cable, I try to watch Fox, MSNBC, One American News, and CNN. Pretty sick hobby, right? Most of my friends have suggested that I take up stamp collecting or coin collecting or something. Perhaps most disturbing is the fact that many major news outlets just simply fail to report significant news events like the unprecedented crisis of illegal invaders crossing our southern border on a daily basis, with so-called gotaways smuggling in fentanyl and sex trafficking victims. By the Border Patrol's own numbers, some 5,500 foreigners every day are apprehended in Texas, Arizona, and California. Every day. This is not newsworthy. This is purposely unreported madness. In years past, the media would pride themselves on exposing government corruption and bureaucratic waste and malfeasance. Today, because such exposure 
would adversely affect Democrats in power, it goes unreported, as if it didn't exist. But it does exist. Mexican cartels control the flow of invaders into our country, along with the fentanyl and human trafficking, and death. Yes, death. Border Patrol and Border County Sheriffs find bodies nearly every day. The media doesn't seem to care. Finally, the left-wing news media, which I define as all, except for Fox, Newsmax, One American News, and Epic Times, the left-wing news media is obsessed with Donald Trump, and they have an incurable case of Trump derangement syndrome. And they don't even attempt to hide their contempt for the 70 million-plus Trump voters, which I am one. The persistent and consistent fake news message is that bringing back Donald Trump to the presidency would be an existential threat to democracy and to the country itself. Therefore, it is their duty to stop Trump at all costs. The truth be damned. When I encounter such fake news, I have strong reactions. I love to express my opinion. But newspapers today would fail to print my letters to the editor. So in some ways, this podcast can be described as one big letter to the editors of the left-wing media conglomerate about various subjects, politics, business, education, culture. Rather than scream at the newspaper or the television set, my friends have encouraged me to create this podcast that offers a unique perspective on the news. So here I am podcast is named Not Fake News, not because Donald Trump coined the phrase or because I am one of the loyalists who blindly follow Trump. I have discovered that fake news is real in the sense that it promotes half-truths and lies like Joe Biden won the election fair and square. Listen, there was nothing fair about Democrats spending $1.5 billion in dark money during the 2020 election that even the New York Times had to acknowledge. And this amount doesn't even include Mark Zuckerberg's $417 million poured into Democratic-run election boards in, in battleground states. There's nothing fair about Democrats changing voting laws in battleground states to facilitate massive increases in mail-in ballots, ballots that Jimmy Carter's commission said were significant opportunities for fraud. Fake news is when the media insist on propagating big lies, like, there is no border crisis, or structural racism exists in America in 2022, or Voter identification is voter suppression, or that eligible voters in America somehow do not have the right to vote in America in 2022. Nobody is calling them out on this stuff, so here I am. My goal is simple expose the fake news, raise questions, find the truth, and expose corruption so that citizens can be informed voters and replace the corrupt, incompetent representatives with honest, dedicated public servants at all levels of government. All right, there you have it. Some personal information on me 
your friendly podcaster, and why the program is called Not Fake News. Until next time, this is Mike T. saying thanks for listening. And remember, never, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great Constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real, it's dangerous, and it's everywhere. Stay informed, be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it. Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News. We thought we'd try some new music on you today. And that was Bonnie Raitt. This is uh, Mike T., your Ivy League conservative, former Democrat who came to his senses, coming to you from the great Midwest, Ohio, to be specific. Uh, Since December of 2021, I have published a bunch of podcasts maybe 15 or 16 or so, and I have come to realize that you, the listener, do not know much about me other than a little information about my education and former political affiliation. So today, I will take just a few minutes to tell you more about me in the hope you will understand why I am doing this podcast my real name is Mike Telep, T-E-L-E-P. Uh, it's a Hungarian name. I was born 68 years ago in 1953 in Cleveland, which makes me a senior citizen and a baby boomer. And I happen to like rock and roll and smooth jazz. With the exception of spending six years in New York City and two years on Long Island, that means total of eight in New York, I have spent my entire life residing in and around the Cleveland area. Like many Northeast Ohioans, every winter I ask myself, why? Why do I continue to hang out in Cleveland during the winter months? And the answer is, I just can't afford to retire and buy a snowbird nest in Southwest Florida. In addition, I drive a 2008 Mercury, and I'm not sure it can get me to and from the Sunshine State without breaking down on I-75. Let me give you some family background. My grandparents were legal European immigrants from Czechoslovakia, as it was known in the day, and Poland. I often say that my maternal grandfather, who could not speak English, He had the privilege of acquiring black lung in the coal mines of Pennsylvania. He later came to Cleveland to work in the steel mills where immigrants often worked in the dirtiest and dangerous jobs. My father went as far as the 10th grade before he enlisted to serve in the army in World War II. When he returned from combat, a subject he refused to talk about, He made a living as a bricklayer, and he built a modest three-bedroom ranch house in a suburb of Cleveland. 
My parents were married in 1950, two years after my mother graduated from high school, and together they raised six children. We were raised Catholic, so I attended Catholic schools. And for those of you who care about educational degrees, I received a BA in Urban Studies from Columbia College, an MBA in Marketing from Columbia Business School, and a law degree from Cleveland Marshall College of Law. I served as an assistant county prosecutor, a juvenile court magistrate, a court administrator, and currently work as appointed counsel for children and parents who find themselves entangled in the juvenile court. I also serve as a guardian ad litem for abused, neglected, and dependent children. I've been married to the same remarkable woman for 33 years, and she should probably get some kind of an award for that. She is an artist who shares the same passion for the underdog who fights bullies, injustice, and hypocrisy. I am blessed to be the father of two grown children who are amazing, talented, and terrific individuals, even if they share some so-called progressive beliefs. I am an owner of an old farmhouse in the suburbs south of Cleveland. My house features a First Amendment lawn, meaning I freely express my freedom of speech. Are you still there? I was a lifelong Democrat, a community activist in my younger days. At age 32, I ran for Cleveland City Council and lost a very, very close race. You could say that I was a community activist from Columbia University, like a certain former president. Although, unlike the former president, I can produce a transcript showing my courses and grades. And they weren't too bad. I left the Democratic Party in 2006 when I personally encountered corruption following an attempt to seek countywide judicial office. I'm currently a registered Republican who wishes that more Republicans would act like conservatives instead of non-Democrats like Liz Cheney and Mitch McConnell. So why start a podcast called Not Fake News? Well, as a non-journalist news junkie, first and foremost, I observed that most reporting is unapologetically partisan. Attempts at providing alternate viewpoints is nominal at best. More than that, the reporting is often inaccurate. While several media outlets and newspapers warn against misinformation and disinformation, they themselves are guilty of spreading the same. Yes, I said newspapers. I am a dinosaur that still reads newspapers. I read the New York Times Wall Street Journal, the USA Today, and through the Cleveland Plain Dealer, I get my share of the Washington Post. On cable, I try to watch Fox, MSNBC, One America News, and CNN. Pretty sick hobby, right? My friends have suggested stamp collecting or coin collecting. Perhaps I should listen to them. Perhaps most disturbing is the fact that many major news outlets just simply fail to report significant news events, like the unprecedented crisis of illegal invaders 
crossing our southern border on a daily basis, not even including the so-called gotaways who are smuggling in drugs and sex trafficking victims. By the Border Patrol's own numbers, some 5,500 foreigners are apprehended in Texas, Arizona, and California every day. 5,500 a day. This is not newsworthy. This is purposely unreported madness. In years past, the media would pride themselves on exposing government corruption and bureaucratic waste and malfeasance. Today, because such exposure would adversely affect Democrats in power, it goes unreported, as if it didn't exist. But it does exist. Mexican cartels control the flow of invaders into our country, along with the fentanyl, the human trafficking, and death. Yes, death. Border Patrol and Border County Sheriffs find bodies nearly every day. They just don't report it. The media doesn't seem to care. Finally, the left-wing news media, which I define as all, except for Fox, Newsmax, One American News, and the Epic Times, this left-wing news media is obsessed with Donald Trump. They have an incurable case of Trump derangement syndrome, and they do not even attempt to hide it or their contempt for the 70 million-plus Trump voters, of which I am one. The persistent and consistent fake news message is that bringing back Donald Trump to the presidency would be an existential threat to democracy. Therefore, it is their duty to stop Trump at all costs, the truth be damned. Well, the truth has a funny way of eventually coming to the surface. And when I encounter such fake news, I have strong reactions, and I love to express my opinion. But you see, newspapers today would fail to print my letters to the editor. I've tried. So in some ways, this podcast can be described as one big letter to the editor, to the left-wing media conglomerate, about various subjects, politics, business, education, culture. So rather than scream at the newspaper or the television set, my friends have encouraged me to create this podcast that offers a unique perspective on the news. So here I am. This podcast is named Not Fake News, not because Donald Trump coined the phrase and not because I am one of a a loyalist who blindly follow Trump. I have my critiques of Donald Trump. But I have discovered that fake news is real in the sense that it promotes half-truths and lies like Joe Biden won the election fair and square. Well, there is nothing fair about Democrats spending one and a half billion dollars in dark money during the 2020 election. And even the New York Times had to acknowledge the Democrats spent more than the Republicans. And this amount does not even include Mark Zuckerberg's $417 million poured into Democrat-run boards of election in battleground states. There's nothing fair about Democrats changing voting laws in, in battleground states to facilitate 
massive increases in mail in ballots. Ballots that Jimmy Carter's commission said were significant opportunities for fraud. Fake news is when the media insist on propagating big lies, like there is no border crisis, or structural racism exists in America, everywhere, or voter identification is voter suppression, or, but this one, eligible voters in America somehow do not have the right to vote in America in 2022. That's a lie. Nobody is calling them out on this stuff. So here I am. My goal is simple. Expose the fake news, raise questions, find the truth, and expose corruption so that citizens can be informed voters and replace the corrupt, incompetent representatives on both parties with honest, dedicated public servants at all levels of government. All right, there you have it. Some personal information on me, your friendly podcaster, and why the program is called Not Fake News. Until next time, this is Mike T saying thanks for listening. And remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our Constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real and it's everywhere. Stay informed, be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it.